You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 233 of PHP Ugly, your weekly dose of PHP happiness and joy. We are three PHP developers. We do this for a living. We bring the ugly to PHP Ugly, and we make a living off coding PHP. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> we try to make a living off we don't, PHP. We don't, we, don't write, we don't write the PHP. And like the itself. Fonz on his 1952 Triumph, jumping the shark every week and coming back for more. <laughs> I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is Tom Wrightup. It's on water skis. <laughs> <laughs> and John Congdon. You got to mute it to toot it. I had to re I still that. Don't, I, still, yeah, still I don't know what that means. Well, this is so weird. We, we could talk about it in a second if you wanted to. If you really want to know. Well, I don't yes, know more about fonts. You're right, Tom. He, he he doesn't actually jump it with the motorcycle. He's on skis. You're you're right. But he did he did ride mm-hmm. a, a try. Actually, he started riding a Harley, like the first the first episode or the first couple episodes he was on a Harley. And then the production crew decided the Harley was too heavy to move around the sets. And so they put him on a lighter Triumph. Little Fonz Happy Days history for you right there. <laughs> Free of charge. I'm, I'm just putting it out there for everybody just to have that <laughs> knowledge moving forward. What is muted to Tuna, John? My kids went on a little play date today and... They came home laughing and telling me, you've got to mute it to toot it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And our friends that happened to listen to the show, and I called them out on Facebook to tell them they had to listen because I was going to talk about this. Uh, Their dad works from home and tells the kids, you got to mute your (laughs) Zoom before you toot. (laughs) You got to mute it to toot it. Uh. (laughs) So So then I got to share with them a funny story, which then they talked about all night for some reason, uh, like a year or two ago, I'm on a zoom call at night for an ops issue. And there's four of us, I think on the call with somebody new on the team. And, you know, when your microphone picks up sound, you become the active speaker in zoom and somebody else decides to fart and they, their face pops up as the active speaker has a guilty and, party. And, and most people, most people kind of ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. No, no, not me. Not me. I don't. I'm, I'm like, uh, so-and-so, did you just fart? <laughs> I got to know. <laughs> Turned bright red and, yeah, I'm not very nice. No, you, you do like calling so, people out, don't you? So you got so you got to mute it to toot it. Well, that's like right. the uh, that's like the classic story about the guy in the middle of class who who had to fart, decided he was going to cover it up by uh, dropping his books on the ground. So he uh, slams his books on the ground, makes a huge loud noise. Everyone looks over at him, and then he farts. <laughs> I, oh, that is just a timing s- issue. Bizarre. So, how is everybody? How's everybody week? How's everybody's week? Is <sighs> the uh, is the voting for the release manager over yet? No. No, it's not going to be released. I, I mean, it might as well be. Listen, 
I got news for you, okay? My my legal representative, Ruby on Rails, is filing injunctions as we speak in several kangaroo courts. We have a lot of information. There's voting fraud amok. People not using real names, IDs not being checked. We have evidence that they're not even all U.S. citizens. This is, <laughs> this is getting turned. That's this not is getting turned over. This is getting turned over. No, that's not. I'm telling all, you right that's now. Not at all a requirement. I have faith in Ruby. So, <laughs> yes. No, uh, when is the, uh, when is something the, tells uh, me Ruby's on rails. Ruby's on rails. That's right. Yes, for sure. Or doing rails. I, I I don't know what that means exactly. But, uh, but so, when is the voting over? Yes, it does look like it's pretty much over here. Uh, I don't. They. I haven't seen any new voting. I think there's been a. Well, I know I got a new vote since last week, but um, it was uh, somebody <laughs> who cared very much about me and just still didn't want to give me their first vote. So, <laughs> I love you, Ralph. I love you, man. But you know. <laughs> I only love you like like second. Um, <laughs> this has got to be this has got to be wrapping up. I'm trying it's to like see how Ralph, long the, I thought he knows thought he knows you had no chance of winning. He could have given you the sympathy vote. Exactly right. It's like he's not going to change any tides here. You know, he could have just given me that one first seat vote, but no, nope. Wow, love you, I man. Mean, let's let's not jump to the conclusion that the vote he gave you isn't a sympathy vote. Oh, I, I got time. I got four days. This is going until the twenty sixth. Oh, wow. we're, we we can we can swap out judges. I mean, I I got all sorts of plays I can make here. You're gonna have we're to good. find twelve he, more uh, voters there. He 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 can use executive action, right? Executive privilege. No. Nah. Yeah, I, I do think we have our next release managers, and I am actually very excited about. It. So, yep. Uh, so it's still showing the. It's not showing the breakdown of as they weed people out. You can just kind of tell looking at the numbers who's going to be picked, right? Right. Yeah. His name. His name still shows up there. <laughs> yeah, but that definitely looks like. Uh, uh, actually, it's running. Pre- well, I, I, it's not running tight. Tight. I mean, there's not a first, first and second place. There's just two seats. There's seat one, seat two, but they're they're just that's just what they're called. There's no difference differentiation between them. But definitely looks like it's going to be uh, Ben Ramsey and uh, Ala Alert. What was his first name? I forget. Alert. Alert. But that wasn't his first name. Um, He's a bigwig too. He's he's like a engineer or something. I forget. Uh, Patrick a big, Alert. Yeah, he's a big deal. Um, yeah. So I think those will be our next two release managers. For I'm really excited that they they did do two. I think that makes that's going to make it a lot more approachable for people moving forward because it is a lot of pressure not knowing what it is exactly and what's expected of you and just knowing that. Not only are you, going, are you going to have a veteran there with you, but you'll have somebody else learning alongside you because maybe maybe something isn't registering correctly and you have somebody to bounce that off of who's also learning the process at the same time. I, I think it makes it a ton more approachable. So I'm really happy. To, I hope they keep that pattern going. I also hope the other suggestion that was made is that they do some sort of record recording of the process or streaming of it. Which you know, I think would be a great idea. Uh, I hope they really consider doing that because, again, 
anything to lower the 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 kind of unclarity of what somebody's getting into and and giving people more visibility of okay this is something i can handle this is something i can take on i think it's just going to make things a lot easier for for them to find release managers moving forward it's just it'll be interesting to see what happens as the years go on where now there's two rookies you have to be a rookie for three years before you can be a veteran release manager right so is yeah, we're just, just slowly ex- building expe- a baseball team. Well, expected people are going to weed out. Yeah, yeah, and, and understand these release managers—they stick with this release. It's not like they're only releasing eight point one; they stay with eight point one through its entire life cycle. So they are the release managers for eight point one all the way through the security updates and all that. So they're not—they're not going anywhere. They—they they can't be the next release manager because they they're still managing their releases oh yeah interesting so that is so that is a three-year experience yeah it's it's a three-year commitment <clears throat> yeah it's a big i mean, I mean it's nothing to take lightly uh, you, you have to understand what you're getting into i took it and... very lightly <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's a big deal i mean you know i i, I applaud i applaud everybody who stepped up and put their names in the hat. i think it really kind of shows the direction that the community is going in, that more people are getting interested in internals, which is what we need. I mean, it's great that we have PHP developers and we're getting more PHP developers. I mean, PHP isn't going anywhere. It just continues to, to, to just have its, you know, just this massive impact on the web as a whole, no matter what other languages and platforms might tell their, their managers, you know, or, or whoever has the money, uh, you know, PHP is there. And to see that that's starting to bleed over into inter- internals is big. I, I wish, you know, I, I'm still hoping to get more involved with internals. I keep saying I'm going to do some C coding. I'm going to start looking at bugs and starting to try to figure out how to fix bugs. I mean, I'm going to be in a, th- a thorn in their side for years, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's good. It was good. It was very good to see. It was very good to hear Sarah talk about how excited she was to see how many stepped up and that isn't even everybody that's only the people who put their hat in the ring before the cutoff i if you looked at internals if you watch the if you watch the the uh, emails there were like three or four people after the cutoff that said hey I, you know i want to step up i want to volunteer and they didn't even make make the cut because yeah. the, you know they'd already kind of frozen and said okay we're starting the voting well and you know it's a it's a bad sign as a release manager to be late for the uh cutoff that's a good point yeah no no yeah, offense to the people who were late for the cutoff just you know lesson learned <laughs> well sometimes emails get stuck in another folder you know, they mm-hmm. found it in their spam folder late. They're like, oh, let me try. It happens. Okay, Midwest. Midwest Conference. Midwest PHP. Speaking of a wonderful PHP of community events, uh, the free Midwest PHP Conference. Well, sort of free, right? A couple of tracks are free. Yeah. Uh, it's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What? What, do you, what is that about? Yeah, you, you didn't sound happy about that, Tom. No, nah, was not. Why? Why not? Was not. Because the, the tracks aren't, aren't, aren't for me. The, the two that are that free. Are, yeah. yeah, the one track is definitely a, a beginner's. I, I have I didn't don't even think I looked at any of the talks there. Uh, you're right; one of the tracks is definitely a beginner's track. Yeah, one of I the, tell one you. of the tracks is like how to install PHP and like yeah. what but is object oriented programming. Yeah, 
you don't think they're gonna give away the good stuff for free, do you? That's just not the way <laughs> business well, works. So, they're, right. they're not issue, a lame podcast. God damn. Issue number one. <laughs> issue number one was that this this system, their website is impossible to navigate. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm is, gonna give you that. Not it only was it hard UX nightmare. Not only is, was it hard to navigate, but <clears throat> I, I was sitting, so I, I had gone to, I forget what track I had clicked on for the first talk, thinking, okay, all the keynotes are going to be on all the tracks, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how are you supposed why, to know Why the not? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm seeing people tweet, and I'm seeing Discord go, and I'm like, well, actually, I wasn't even in Discord. It took me forever to even figure out what the Discord link was. I, I'm seeing people talk about it. I'm like, what the hell is the key? And, and I'm like refreshing my browser. I'm like... Why am I not seeing the keynote? And then finally, somebody said, "Oh, you have to go to you know this this channel to see the keynote." And, and that actually, uh, you have to be cut, logged cut in. Through. You have to be logged in. Which, if you're logged in, the page does not indicate in any way that you're logged in. And when you click on Watch Now, it asks you to log in. You you, you have to be on the Nomad PHP site to see mm-hmm. the stream links, and okay. you have to you have to do so through the through a menu that says like upcoming conferences or upcoming speeches instead of like currently running right now the video is playing right now <laughs> it it's okay it, you UI UI think it's a virtual conference I mean nobody does this for a living so everybody's just like trying to figure out the best solution it, it was an interesting that they have a multi-track conference as a virtual conference. There are obviously some hang-ups, and, and I, I'll acknowledge that. Yeah, there, there were definitely some hang-ups, but you didn't listen to any of the talks? No, no, none of the talks interest you at all? No, none of the keynotes or anything? I mean, because all the, all the keynotes are available. Yeah, I, uh, I just... <clears throat> When I went over everything, I just decided I, I, I don't have the patience to watch eight hours. Hmm, obviously, obviously, obviously tried. You I know, did tr- I, did, I did try. I jumped into one track about enums. The audio was terrible. And I, I, I almost went to that one. I chose not. I chose the. Uh, actually, I missed that one completely. That time slot. Yeah, I did, too. There were actually three talks I wanted to watch at that time slot, and I ended up having to take care of some personal tasks and missed all three of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you still got tomorrow. You know, tomorrow is that, uh, it's the last, I think it's the last keynote of the day is that ethical hacker uh, keynote that I'm really excited about. I, I want to see that one. Um, Socially engineering your yeah. pathway to a better team. Uh, is that what it is? I thought it was, yep. uh, or I thought. Yep. The person presenting is is uh, their, their profile was something ethical hacker or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Technical yeah, trainer, yeah. ethical hacker, and international public speaker Olivia Liddell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited about that one. There's some there's some good talks. I'm back to the same anxiety I have going to conferences of trying to figure out which one I want to commit to go see because I'm always curious about another one somewhere else. But as a as a paid subscriber, you you have access to all of the videos afterwards. I'm almost positive on that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's and the case. I've, I've been a fan of Nomad PHP for years since I believe Cal Evans started it, and I don't know why I've never been a a paid subscriber to it. But bit the bullet today, signed up. And there's Big a lot man. more than just this event that you give as a subscriber. And I should stop talking because they're not advertising. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> well, you know who is advertising? Who? Cloudways. 
We bring today's podcast to you in cooperation with Cloudways, a managed cloud hosting platform built for your PHP projects. If you simply wish to focus on your business, Cloudways is the way to go. They take over server management and security and free up time that you can dedicate to growing your business and acquiring new clients. The platform offers a choice of IaaS partners, AWS, Google Cloud, DigitalOcean, Linode, and Vulture. In addition, you get a performance-optimized stack, managed backups, and staging environments where you can test your code before pushing it to live servers. Best of all, Composer and Git come pre-installed so you can get your projects up and running quickly. All this power, simplicity, and peace of mind falls right within their brand slogan, Moving Dreams Forward. Be sure to visit cloudways.com slash en slash php dash hosting dot php today. Sign up using the promo code phpugly and get a $25 credit. Thank Thanks, you, Cloudways. Cloudways. Thanks, Cloudways. Excuse me. So I was listening to, to, to burp it. No, no, it's not the same. So I was listening <laughs> to last week's episode, Tom. Yeah. Tom. Have you, start, have you started the new gig? Oh, I have not started right. the new gig. Um, no. I have started working on it. I have uh, started the onboarding process and getting through things, getting getting an understanding down. I get my M1 MacBook tomorrow. Oh, so you said you you haven't started. Are they paying you for that to get no, this started? Is, this is for my comfort. This is for my ease, my peace of mind, uh, just making the onboarding as smooth as possible. Um, we've been doing waterfall at my current company for a long time, and this is a heavily <laughs> agile environment. So very, a, two very key words. Can you, can you just kind of explain what waterfall is for people listening who might have heard it, but uh, doesn't? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, our implementation of it is uh, as problems come up, we resolve them. <laughs> that's not so much waterfall. I don't know if that's it's, it's you know, just exactly. kind of it's kind of work on everything at the same time sort of thing, right? Right. I mean, you see, you know, throw all the stickers on the wall and prioritize your items and work on the things <clears> that are yours. So, um, so what is your what is your under? I'm sorry, John. It's good. My, my my definition of waterfall is way different than that. Usually, a water usually a waterfall is a much longer outlook, and it's like you have to have every single piece of scope outlined at the very beginning of the project. Yes, and you don't do anything else until that's done. Two, okay, so five, ten years down the road. Yeah, technically, waterfall is this massively advanced pre pre-design system where you take your system requirements, you write out a design doc, technical spec, uh, 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 guidelines for implementation. Like you have full documentation and then you start working on it. Um, but it is also, it's also a short term for uh, just generally poor organizational skills. It is, it is hey, used what? by people who want to say uh, we don't use agile. We uh, just, do things as the tickets show up. So it, it's sort of that's, a dual that, meaning. It, no, that's that's cowboy coding. That's like yes, but that, working on whatever at the whatever floats your boat at the time. Correct, but that makes us sound ridiculous. So we no, say so waterfall makes you so, instead. Makes you, makes you sound cool. L- listen, I want okay, to be a cowboy. It is a long-standing tradition of lying on your resume. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I can I, I can get behind that. 
so I don't want to give away too much, but for uh, for PHP Architect, uh, actually the magazine is out now. There is a article in there about agile development, and th- that's actually going to be our interview this month. I'm I'm excited to talk. But with that being said, me personally not a fan of agile development. I think it's you know more of a buzzword. Uh, do you think you can? Do you think you can adjust to agile development, Tom? Because you don't seem like a very agile developer to me. I'm not, but I don't have any problem becoming one. Um, yeah. You just I mean, have John's kind of kind of become agile with the the client he works with. How how is that yeah. working out for you? It it's got its pros and cons. If you're talking about doing sprint work, I mean it's. Basically, you have other people taking care of grooming the task, deciding what's going to go into the next sprint. They are doing six-week sprints. Uh, we do. We are using stand-up Alice, just like we do on all of our other clients. And basically, for that six weeks, you pick whatever tasks you think you're most suited to work on. So, how are you guys? How how's that client? How are they handling uh, bugs <clears throat> in that situation? So, what they decided to do is dedicate. of the man hours to the sprint. So in a Mm -hmm. typical 40 hour work week, they're only accounting for 20 hours so that as bugs or support tickets or anything else come up, there's room within your work schedule to work on that if you need to. Or it's, it's also accounting for bloat, you know, estimating is hard. So there's Mm -hmm. also that aspect where you say it's going to take four hours. It takes eight hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, trying to be taken account of when estimating, like we, we have a bunch of developers in the room talking about what we think it's going to take. And usually we up it by one and a half, two times, mm. but at the end of the day, there is that extra 50% because last sprint, there was a shit ton of ops issues. So mm-hmm. I didn't do any sprint work for most of it because I was constantly dealing with database SQL injection, uh, server issues, memory issues. So I was just completely out of it for for so much. I want, I want to put this out there because I know we're on a delay, and then I want to ask you another question while we're waiting for a response. We've got, speaking of release managers, we got Ben Ramsey in our Discord. If you're not part of our Discord, you really need to be part of it. This is why these jerks st- st- stopped talking earlier because everybody started reading Discord. For the record, A. Wood... I'm already picturing the thumbnail. You're you're the leading the the, the pack with uh, with the title. But uh, Ben Ramsey's in Discord, and uh, he says that uh, he had actually had a great experience with Scrum training. Ben, I'm curious uh, when you did that, did you guys do daily scrums? And John, that's kind of the same question I have for you. You guys, I don't believe you guys do daily scrums, or do you? So I don't. I'm not good with the terminology Scrum versus Agile. I They've always lumped them together. So, yeah, I think you, I, I think Scrum is part of part of Agile. Yeah. So if if you're talking about the the Scrum being the the stand up part, it's just through stand up mm-hmm. Alice. There's not a a big get together okay. at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have the full uh, daily in person video meeting. That's not in person. Well. <laughs> the the not text based one the video based stand up meetings <clears throat> i you know um yeah like uh, ben ramsey was saying is that uh, estimating on time is a sort of broken way of estimating things estimating on complexity is the best um scrum agile has uh these story points things i'm not really used to uh estimating my time like that it's going to take me a while to get used to that 
more so than anything else, I think. But you know, it's it's going to be a challenge. It's there's there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of areas where I've I know the right way to do things, and I've known the right way to do things for a while. Now I just have to do them right all the time. Testing, testing, testing. Yes. Good. Um, not necessarily TDD, and not necessarily part of my department. Really? Yeah. I thought you. I thought you you mentioned last week that there were. All- there were only a couple of developers, though, right? Uh, I've got a more complete view of the organizational structure now. And uh, yes, there are only a couple of developers, but roles are very clearly defined. And uh, I I like it. But <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, yeah. like I said, this uh, is I'm just doing some preparatory research. Uh, I did find out that there's some great uh, developer management systems out there that I didn't know about, like Ookla. Have you guys heard I of that? I don't know what Ookla is. No. No name dropping. Uh, if oh, no, I'm sorry. Okta. O-K-T-A. Yeah, I tried to I tried to add is my it, new. Is, so it's not necessarily developer management other than they do the, you hire somebody, they will provision all the accounts you need, right? Not just that. So I, I tried to get my email account, my new company email account set up on my uh, tablet there's somebody that I know that works there that I don't want. I don't want to promote their their site because they blocked me on Twitter for no good reason. Ah, I bet you there's a good reason. <laughs> but, there's not a good reason. You blocked me on Twitter. That's stupid. Well, I so, so my tablet wouldn't let me uh, connect to the email server until I had been approved by the admin. Until that that device had been approved by the admin of the company. So you got you got is your your tablet is it an iPad? A company no. provided iPad? Oh no, no! It's a Samsung, and apparently Android has a mixed use mode where it's a personal device that has business applications on it, and you can switch mm-hmm. between modes like their profiles, and it's managed like a business device. It's very interesting. Um, hmm. A lot of permissions management stuff that gets handled by this company, and uh, it's I was sort of in awe of how quickly they were able to spin up everything for a new employee yeah mm-hmm. it, it is pretty impressive and i'm being petty with this person because i looked up to him so much and i think he's a great person and i'm sad that he blocked me well that's why you blocked him because <laughs> i looked up to him <laughs> yeah don't so, have heroes so you're you're, you're getting well, a, you're he wasn't getting a hero M1. i just thought he was cool i liked him he's teaching you you're a lesson in- he's like a he's like a we're gonna keep talking know, about this when you when you yes. th- when you no longer wish to steal the stone from your sensei's hand you've won uh yeah, so right. got that I got that HR. They had a full HR thing that just was like an online interface for pick your health plan and like gave you all the prices and stuff and clear written out. Like the whole thing was just boom 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 on web interfaces whereas I've been dealing with fax machines for like years now. <laughs> so you're getting an M1. Did you uh did you happen to catch the Apple event? Oh boy. I am you might know me as a bit of an Apple hater. No, you? Really? No. But I want to be clear here. I'm not an Apple hater. I'm a price gouging. You just hate everything. No, I'm a price gouging oh, hater. Okay. And the price gouging that Apple pulls, I think, is you, bullshit. You you are pretty well documented talking shit about Apple. Yeah. Uh, pretty prices. solid. So, yeah. Prices. Yep. Well, I'm a little beyond prices, but let's stick with prices. Sure. Um, so so you're, get, you're getting an M1. Did you watch the event? Did anything strike your fancy at the event? Yes. Yeah. What, uh, what? Apple is Apple is going to dominate the PC market for at least 10 years now. I With what? What did you see? I couldn't, that? Agree, I couldn't disagree with you more. 
I I saw that event and I'm like, this is horrible. Like they add yeah. some flashy colors. Their big selling point is how great the M1 chip's going to be. Yeah. There, there's no. Yeah. No, you know, there's there's nothing backing that right now. No, as there, far there's as, a like, lot backing that right now. As far as long term use and people using it, and Apple staying on top of it. I mean, Apple just like Google will sit there and if something's not working out for them, will abandon something. That's my biggest concern about the M1 chip is Apple will just decide, you know, this is actually costing us more money. But I think I think John was going to say say the same thing. I saw this event. I'm like. God damn, I'm not interested in any of this stuff. I'm I'm fine with my System76 Linux desktop because I nothing, none of this looks appealing to me. To, to it's be been fair. a long time since I said that. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't see the actual event. I only saw the three big announcements. And to me, I was like, eh, um, yeah. me being... See, this is weird. Tom and I switched places because I was a huge Apple fanboy from like 2000 to just a year or two ago. And now all of a sudden I'm like, eh, don't really care. I'm happy with my. Well, the, the I didn't watch the whole event and what I saw. I, I, this is selfish. I understand it's selfish. I, I'll, I'll say it. But what I saw from the event is I saw a dramatic change in direction from being developer focused, developer embracing hardware uh, implementations to no, we we really just want people who want, want to spend and give us money, and it's the graphic design people. That, yeah, because it wasn't it's the, been, it, no. it wasn't the developer event. The developer event is in like three months, and that's where they're going to introduce Xcode for iPad. Yeah, now I will say with that in mind, I am looking. I'm probably going to be spending a week away from the house uh, my you know we have some personal things happening and i'm gonna have to go out to arizona for a while and i've been talking for a while how i've been using my ipad i haven't since getting my system 76 machine i haven't used my uh apple laptop and it's sitting over on the shelf here and the the little traveling i've been doing i've been using my ipad so I'll either do the 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 uh, Raspberry Pi thing that I have set up, which I like, and you know it's all right. Uh, but or I'll, I'll uh, SSH to a server to do a little development if I need to do development. But being th- that's just like a niche thing. Like I'll, if I'm going for a day or two, or if I'm going over the weekend and I'm not planning on coding, it's not that big of a deal. But being gone for a week, I'm like thinking, shit, man, I got to get my freaking laptop out. I got to get everything up to date. You know, screw my whole Docker workflow because, you know, that runs like shit on my Mac. And uh, I'm, I'm debating whether or not I want to just stick with the iPad and just set up my development chain on a server, like on DigitalOcean somewhere, and just work on a server remotely. Or if I want to kind of suck it up and and bring my laptop you know up i I need to bring my laptop up to snuff anyways you you don't have to have a remote server you have one right there in front of you just so i've been thinking about that i've been thinking about that as well i'm like i should set up a tunnel to my to my desktop and just use that i i might actually end up doing that because that is that's the most appealing to me i'll just do an ssh into here and I'll, I'll be happy as a clam. I, I haven't I haven't checked out the whole PHP Storm remote thing where it actually runs on your machine but projects onto your your laptop. Mm-hmm. But 
I keep hearing people talk about that. And I think you were talking about it with VS code for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like it's more and more of the way to go. I, I don't need it though. I mean, I, I, I'm really happy with, uh, with, with just being in Vim and, and I'm, I'm still like, I'm still bouncing back and forth between Vim and, and PHP storm. I mean, I have my PHP storm pretty tricked out with my, with my Vim, uh, um, key binding. So me going from storm to Vim, the biggest thing, the biggest difference is speed. Vim is, is so much faster, but I get in which I, I get, in which aspects it's not in every aspect. It's pretty much faster in every aspect that that it, it does. Now, what it doesn't do is it doesn't give me all the crutches that I have with PHP Storm. That's 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 what I mean. So mm. that having those those crutches or the the speed improvements, the auto completion, the being able to bounce around your code so much faster. I mean, no, again, no, no, no. The bounce the bounce around the code. Is faster in Vim. I have you don't understand. You you're not using you know the cock servers, the the language servers, and doing the. I mean, it, it's it's a different Vim than than you understand, John. Trust me on this. Like jumping to definitions, uh, code completion, things like that is insane. And and I'm, I'm using NeoVim, but I think it's the same in Vim point eight, uh, Vim eight as well. It's just it's it's better than. PHP Storm, in, in in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain. So, it's just, what it's, do you open? What do you open PHP Storm for then? Maybe that'll help. So, 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 I don't have a dead fast rule. Um, I, I I tend to use Storm more if I'm using uh, a project I'm working on with Livewire, which I've been doing a lot of Livewire stuff because. My Vim doesn't uh, understand Livewire. So, like, again, we're talking about the jump to definitions. That's the one place it breaks for me is uh, with Livewire components. Vim doesn't understand how to do that, whereas PHP Storm actually has a dedicated uh, Laravel plugin you can install. And it has a lot better understanding of things like view components, Livewire components. So I tend to do that. If I'm going to be in the editor for a while, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm kind of in both of them now. I'll, I'll, I'll just bounce back and forth. I'll have the project open in both. Um, I mean, like even now, I don't know if you remember back in the day with Vim, mm -hmm. if you updated a file outside of the editor, uh, it wouldn't always update inside Vim. It would do like this weird thing where you ha it would have to reload the buffer. And that's mm -hmm. not the case anymore. At least not for me. That's not the case anymore. I can I, I can easily do that. Then I actually got <clears throat> I I came across uh you know, I'm going to pimp it again. PHP Architect uh, in this month's PHP Architect uh, Edward Ed, Edward Bernard uh, talks about a um, service he used or uses or or, st or used in the past called Tab Nine, and it's just like an auto completion using AI. So this is an example where. It had a plugin for Vim and it had a plugin for PHP Storm. I hate it in PHP Storm. Well, no, that's wrong. I don't hate it. Uh, PHP Storm already has pretty good uh, code completion. What Tab Nine does is it does code completion ba based on AI. So, so it it's it does a bunch of uh, uh, looking through open source projects and seeing coding styles, and then it starts to try to figure out what you're doing as you're coding. It's pretty cool. Um, in Vim, it's very nice uh, because it not only does it give you the code completion, but it gives you kind of like the percentage that it's used, like the percentage it thinks it's what you're looking for, and it's kind of neat. And PHP Storm, I don't like it so much 
only because it prioritizes the tab nine code completion above the PHP storm code completion. And like nine times out of 10, I want the PHP storm one because the PHP storm one, when I used like if I'm, you know, calling a model or something, it will automatically add it to my use statement uh, in um, in the file. With tab nine, it doesn't do it. It says, "Hey, you know, we think you're doing this, and if you if you use if you use their code completion, you know, PHP Storm will say, hey, you know, you called this model, but you didn't you didn't add the use statement. You got to add the use statement. You just have to go back and do it. It's not a huge deal. I just wish there was a way I could prioritize tab nine to say, hey, you know, put your code completion under the system code completion, and let me let me pick that way. But it's pretty cool. You don't do a lot of TDD as well, right? Uh, I actually do. Um, like over the last week or two, I've done yet none. I do no TDD. <laughs> I've been I've been told not to TDD. You get a rash. See, th- th- that's just another aspect I love about PHP Storm, or I'm sure other IDs IDs do as well. But simply having my my test pane open, I hit a button to say continuously run this every time a file changes, and then as I make any change in any file my my test reruns and i just keep making changes i mean you can you can do that you can do that in vim as well you i mean i have i have it format every time i every time i save excuse me i can have it run uh tests as well that's not an issue and and by the way you at you called me out and asked me if i had debug installed it I'm like, I, I thought this week, I'm like, shit, I need, I should go ahead and put debug on this. And I did have it installed. I just <laughs> never used it. <laughs> so it's there. I just don't use it. De- debug is, is an example where I'll, I'll definitely lean towards storm. I, I do like the storm uh, debug feature. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't know how to explain Cause you were never that big of a Vim. Uh, you were just a basic Vim user. So I, it's hard for me to Ouch. explain. I, I, I uh, no, he's not. he's not wrong. I mean, I I've done uh, presentations on why Vim is better than IDEs because I I believe that until I was able to use the Vim bindings in an IDE. So to me, I got the and, best of both worlds at that point. And that is no small topic. I mean, honestly, I that's one of the reasons why I keep going. You know, I I, I continue to use PHP Storm because not only do I even somebody like me who really tricks out their Vim configuration. And I, and I shared my idea of idea RC with Ben today. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, I, I, I tricked out my Vim implementation on PHP storm. So even the things that I use plugins for in Vim, like nerd tree, like Git, uh, things like that, I'm able to pull those bindings over to, to, uh, PHP storm and use a, use the PHP storm features, even PHP storm plugins. Like uh, you can install other plugins in the PHP storm and create them bindings to them. And it's that, it's that reputation reputation where I'm not relearning. Like I don't have to remember when I get over to storm, how I do something. I just bind everything the same way. So, you know, for me to open up a file, it's leader key FF because in Vim, that's telescope for me. So I hit leader key FF and I can search for files and open files. It's the same thing in PHP Storm. And all that stuff to me is just like, it's why I can still use Storm. And, you know, the the biggest, the, there, there is some slowness with PHP Storm and, and, and there is some system resource issues with PHP Storm. I have a honking machine 
So I don't really see that. It's not not really an issue for me, but I do understand people who don't have as big a machine as, as I have, it can be a problem. But as far as usability, you know, if you can get over the slowness, if you can get over that, right? you know, it's PHP Storm is not a terrible thing. It's the same thing with VS Code or Atom. If you're a big Vim person, most of these most of these editors now allow you to customize the Vim plugin. And it works. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not hating on PHP Storm. I just. I just. I. I feel like I use it as a crutch. Like I should be a better developer and not need some of these features in Storm. And I don't. Know. I still dis. I still disagree on that. But you just acknowledged you know, that that was the thing you liked about it. Yes, to a point. But I mean, having to remember to go up and put a use statement, it doesn't make you a better developer because you remember to put a use statement up there as you quickly typed in the the basic piece of your class name and it auto filled it in for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, I mean, that's the one thing that you can't deny. Even, not even that, but even the, the new uh, implementations of PHP, the new ways of doing things in PHP, PHP storm is there first. And it, 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 it sits there and makes these suggestions of, Hey, you know, maybe you don't need an FLs here. Maybe you know you can do this with a uh, what, what's it called? A turn. Um, what's the shorthand for for if? See, this is what I'm talking Spaceship? about. Like, yeah. I only I only know it because PHP Storm will offer it to me. You know, I I I, I wouldn't think. Well, now that's one I'm starting to think to do myself. But just all these new conventions that hit PHP get implemented in PHP PHP Storm very quickly because it's. It's a product that's focused on that language. You know, they have they have it for every language out there, right. and and Vim is kind of like if I need to code, I can code in Vim. I don't care what language it is. I don't care if it's a script. I don't care what it is. I know I can do it in in, in Vim. In PHP Storm, I'm like, okay, if I'm doing Python, yeah, I can do Python in PHP Storm, and you can even install the plugins. But that feels yucky. Uh, let me go ahead and get PyCharm. You know, it's I don't know, man. But I mean, if you're a PHP developer, if you're a paid PHP developer, uh, there is really no reason you shouldn't be using a specialized tool for the field you're in. Uh, don't ever feel bad about it. Don't let people like me talk shit to you for for using it. It's a specialized tool for for the industry you're in. You never should feel ashamed for doing that, except for John. John should always feel ashamed, <laughs> and I always do. So hey, to answer your ahead. question. Uh, I really like the iPad Pros. Very, <laughs> very excited about that. Thanks. Thanks for bringing us full circle there. <laughs> what, what? All right. Now that we're back on the Apple train, what? Oh, Jesus. What was the part of the iPad Pro that had you excited? The fact that you're getting one because the company's buying one for you? No, no, no. I'm not getting the something. iPad Pro. He's, he's, I'm not getting the iPad he's Pro. not getting one. The new iPad Pro is. M1 powered. It has up to two terabytes of local storage, 5G connectivity, and it uses the it uses Apple's new XDR Retina displays, which if you have seen is totally insane. It's got over a thousand local dimming zones. It has better HDR specs than televisions even go up to. It is nuts. And I've been hearing about the Apple Pencil that it's one of the most like amazing writing on device things you can get it's i i don't disagree with that the only problem i have with it is uh my setup for for my and i keep an ipad with me like because i'll have like discord running on something you can write everywhere with the pencil now 
but I have I have the laptop thing set up, and it's like mm-hmm. the angle's weird. You know, it has to be flat, and then it gets all smudgy because your hand is sitting on it. So, but I okay. use the pencil a lot. I want to I want to get into all of the things that really t- tell me that Apple is going to be dominating the market here soon. Oh, let's uh, not the, do that. Not Apple's all, not, not, don't we have another sponsor to get to? We How long are we going to talk about Apple? Uh, you know, let's get to that. Let's get to that sponsor first. You give me that sponsor. I heard Tom's feeling. You know, it doesn't hurt Tom's feeling knowing what's going on with his application. You know how he would know. Sometimes that doesn't. Honeybadger.io. <laughs> Honeybadger.io is our second sponsor tonight, and we want to thank them. They sent us an email today. They said, "Hey, PHP Ugly, we really appreciated sponsoring your podcast. We want to sponsor another one." I'm like, uh, you've been sponsoring us all month. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, we're talking about you. <laughs> yeah, our, so, our unsponsor fee is way higher than our sponsorship yeah, fee. You can't stop us talking about you now, Honey Badger. <laughs> but yes, Honey Badger.io, we talk about it every week now. We really appreciate it. I'm implementing it more and more on Diego Dev. Uh, properties that we have out there coming to an Argus.2 server near you soon. Argus.2. I, I, I guess I shouldn't mix sponsor messages. <laughs> I, I was going, I was going down that path, and I pumped the brakes. I don't think the Honey Badger would like it too yeah, much. Just exit, exit on the completely wrong slogan for the wrong company. <laughs> no return. Wait, go. So thank you, Honey Badger. Thank you for for sponsoring us. Uh, it, it honestly is a great product. It's not only for PHP. It's for anything you, you have out there, any application you need monitoring, any server you need monitoring. Uh, give uh, Honey Badger IO a look. They do have a free tier. It doesn't even cost you anything. They don't ask for a credit card or anything like that. It's, it, there's nothing to lose. Check them out, and and they're they're wonderful. I I, I promise you. I I do honestly use them. Okay. Now, 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 go, yeah, that's right. Get your screen up. Make, yeah. make it nice and big. Yeah. Let's, Here's let's talk thing. about the sellout. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not has, sellout. Let's talk about your new appreciation of Apple. Apple has always been great at managing their ecosystem. And this presentation showed a lot of the cross-device stuff that was going on in their ecosystem, dragging things from your phone to your iPad or your desktop or whatever, and then having... An M1, like a full power iPad Pro, that's basically as powerful as the MacBook Air. And I mean, 16 gigs of RAM available on the iPad Pro, support for the Apple Pencil, two terabyte hard drive, 5G connectivity, support for the, the Magic Keyboard. It's like this thing is a, is a pretty incredible device. And what we've seen performance-wise from the M1 is very impressive. What we've seen battery life-wise from the M1 is very impressive. And right now, everything but the phone and the watch are running the exact same architecture. You've got the the Mac Mini, the MacBook and Pro. You've got the iPad, which is now M1 architecture. You've got the iMac, which I don't care about personally, but wow, that is a winner for computer illiterate homes to have a single cable on your desk powering the whole thing, including ethernet. Uh, It's including ethernet. Yeah. Ethernet is now being run through the power on the cable. So So it has an external power supply that you plug the ethernet into and that runs it as POE through the power hmm. cable. The mouse is wireless. Keyboards wireless. Power over ethernet. Yeah. You can already do this in your home. You can run your, your ethernet through your 
your right, but, but the back of the <clears throat> the back of the machine just has the MagSafe plug and four USB C ports. That's the whole and, external connection you, on the and, thing. And you make it sound like that's a good thing. That is Limit, massively that is massively appealing. He said, he said "Who home are users. you?" He, no, no. He said, for, "He said for the illiterate user, not for, for a developer, yeah, for the home he, user." For, now, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what show you've been a part of. I mean, we've been talking for years about yeah. If you're co- totally committed to the Apple ecosystem and you're willing to pay the premium price, yeah. I mean, all their stuff works well together. It's, that's the thing is that the I, price is not that premium anymore. The prices are starting to look reasonable. <laughs> I think I think somebody's making a little bit now, more money or something. You start if you start if you start cranking up features, the prices get okay, unreasonable. Seriously, like man, how much drives. are we going to fucking talk about Apple today? I just want to say one thing. Seriously, so, the Apple tags thing. Did you see the yeah. Apple tags presentation? I didn't see. No, the I didn't see. I saw. It. I, I, saw I saw what they are. They, yeah, Marcus Brownlee's. Okay, so did you see the functionality that if you're using it to track somebody? Without their knowledge, it notifies them. How would no, it I didn't, do that? I don't care. How would it do it? Do they it's, have to have an iPhone to do it? Again, uh, okay, I yes. Totally don't care if they if it doesn't if they don't have an iPhone, it doesn't let them know. That's bad. But <laughs> no, but this is a built-in functionality. Is that if the phone that owns the uh, the tag is out of communication range for a certain period of time and the fu- and the tag finds itself frequently following a phone that it's not registered to, that it will contact that phone and say, I believe I have been tracking you without your knowledge. Okay. It's what a weird thing for a company to just think of in the first iteration of the product. Like, hey, this thing could be used negatively. Let's just make sure it can't. It's very, I, I'm very interested in where Apple is going, especially having just the single chipset environment. All right. So, what, so you're telling me is if I have... Air tags. Don't put them on somebody with an Apple device. Make sure it's only Android devices. Got it. Thanks. Correct. Correct. Only track people with Androids. Perfect. Uh, and not just not just yeah. that, but uh, yeah, I think their ecosystem is getting stronger and stronger. Their <clears> default <throat> applications blow Microsoft out of the water because right now Windows 10 comes with Candy Crush. That's the biggest change since Windows 95. It still comes with that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's. Awful. Right now, my, right have, now, Windows Ten is Windows. In, yeah. Right now, Windows Ten is an advertising platform for their App Store, and they don't include anything that I would consider a good default application. Whereas the Apple ecosystem is fully integrated, everything communicating with everything else. It's very cool. I just wish they would update Safari so that Core's support worked because that's a pain hey, in the ass. Do you guys want to laugh? Sure. I would. As long as I it's was, not a fucking Apple joke. Jesus. <laughs> it, it's not even a joke. It's not really going to make you laugh. I'm just trying to change subjects. <laughs> I, I, I was contacted today and they're like, hey, this bug showed up. Why? If we have a timeout of five seconds, how do we hit the 60 second limit in PHP? I'm like, um, timing is stupid. And the app could have spent 56 seconds before it got to this point in the code and then died, just happened to die in the part where we had a five second timeout that was my explanation because i didn't have any other theory i dive deeper into the code into the library that i'm using and i'm saying hey i want a five second timeout yeah i was setting a five thousand second timeout oh yeah that's not gonna work i mean it's an interval of five so an interval yeah anyway it's stupid that this library i'm using 
I originally only set the read time out, which is set in milliseconds, like most other timing things. I think even uh, uh, Guzzle, like all their timeouts are in milliseconds, right? If you want five yeah. seconds, you yeah. put you put five thousand. So when I when we're having an issue, and I said, "Oh, look, there's a connect timeout option. Let me just set that to five seconds." I put five thousand, not thinking anything of it, until I dive into their code. They have a read timeout in milliseconds and a connect timeout in seconds. You, like, who does that? <laughs> You're not laughing. You're supposed to laugh. No, I, I, I'm laughing. I'm, it's just I was muted or something. Uh, <laughs> I, should, I, I just got a really weird thing that happened, and I don't I don't even know how to explain it right now because I don't even know how to do it. I I clicked on the link that you had, John. Mm-hmm. And did did you block me on Twitter, you bastard? Maybe. No, of course not. Is that not. what you did? No. I, I clicked on that link uh, in, that you had, and it says, this this tweet is from somebody you have muted. I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't know what you muted, muted means me? in Twitter. What is that? I don't know how to mute somebody. I couldn't have muted you. You did mute well, me well, because well, you well, didn't well. like what I was okay. saying. We know enough about programming here that I don't know how to. I couldn't have our two different declarations. I don't know how to means I, I did it on accident and don't know how I did it. I couldn't have. Not only are you not muted, totally but I have notifications turned on for you. So whenever you tweet, and I know this, whenever you tweet, I get notified that you sent out a tweet. I, I, I tweeted that no out today. You. I tweeted that out today. Oh, Mr. there is a mute on here. Unmute you John. muted me. That is crazy. <laughs> I guess I muted you. <laughs> you pro- he probably. I didn't even know that went, was a thing on Twitter. No, he probably just I went through I and muted use... anything vegan related and accidentally swept you up in it. <laughs> I don't. I don't do vegan <laughs> stuff on Twitter though. He he blocked me on Facebook because to. of that. It was, I didn't uh, block was, you on Facebook. Okay, yes, he did. Don't let stop following you on. on yeah, Facebook. he did. He did do that <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I blocked everybody on Facebook. I don't use Facebook. So there, when something happens, my wife tells me to get on Facebook and, and look at it. And which that's is why about I, the life of it. Which is why I'm more frequently communicating with your wife on Facebook than I am with you. Uh, I mean, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was. I finally got our artist friend to communicate with me off of Facebook. So he, he was the only reason I was getting on Facebook was to message him. So I, I finally actually Jeez, have, uh, I, I need to, uh, my, I guess you can you people on tweet Twitter. My wife, my wife saw our logo, my my picture because I use that as my profile picture in places of our mm-hmm. PHP ugly logo. She goes, "That looks nothing like you." I'm like, "Yes, it does." What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a caricature. <laughs> See, I thought it was a good one. You were yeah. well. You were rounder when that was made. I'm still round. I, I've <sighs> I've made up for that in this stupid quarantine because I can't friggin' play frisbee. Do you guys know what? Uh, yeah, that, that's. That's, that's why I'm saying... You guys know what Flock here. is? Yeah, it's a file lock. Nope. No. Flock is a file lock. Don't lie to me. F-L-O-C. Oh, no, I don't know what that is. I know what F-Lock what is. is. <clears throat> yes, that's not Flock. Flock Why is, are you asking me? Flock is Google's alternative to third-party cookies. You know, now that uh, now that third-party cookies are being phased out all over the place, people are having a hard time tracking like what your interests are, or what did you look at on Amazon, or like what are your friends on Facebook talking about. So, how do we advertise tents to you if we don't know you're going camping? Google, whose business you, model you, is advertising. Wait, are, how do you know what I'm doing in a couple of weeks? Are you following me? Yeah, you have your calendar public. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, Google, which, which is an advertising company, said, well, this is bad. Um, so we're going to implement a new system where the browser says what personality type this user is. And whenever you go to a page, it's going to tell the page, hey, uh, tell me about this user. I'm going to make a better personality type profile for them so they can report it to other websites. Uh, The idea is that you get grouped together with a couple thousand other people who have similar interests or similar algorithmic uh, behaviors of shopping, whatever you have. But it doesn't necessarily include your personal identification. It's just something that your browser broadcasts to every website that it goes to and says, hey, this guy likes camping stuff. So give him camping advertisements. Um, This is naturally a pretty big security concern because it really makes fingerprinting users much easier and doesn't solve a whole lot of the problem of third-party cookies and isn't necessary. Uh, There's no way to turn it off in Chrome and (laughs) there's no way to turn it off in Chrome. And right now people are being uh, guinea pigged into it without knowing. So there's a website called miflocked, A-M-I-F-L-O-C-E-D.org, which will tell you if your browser is reporting your habits to every website it visits. But interestingly, miflocked.org. Interestingly, there's a big proposal in the WordPress community to treat Flock like a security concern, to restrict plugins from using Flock data or sending Flock data, and to treat it as a an adversarial or malicious piece of code. So I'm wondering, I mean, what do you, Eric, you see supremely bored with this whole concept. No, no, no. What do you yeah, think? I, I, I would appreciate it if you put these things in Trello so we can share in Discord, but uh, your browser so, does not right. currently have Flock enabled. Nice. It did put that. it. It is It is right here on the Trello board. Where? Uh, Where? The, the big WordPress Where? picture Where? on show notes. Number that, that's not amiflock.org, though, is it? Is it? Is well, it? No, it's not part of is the it? whole conversation. Is it? Is it? No! I'll take care of it. Sometimes I really I've, I've already it. done I've it. It's, it's already there. Oh, look at you, John. Good job. Good job, John. What can I say? <clears throat> All right, cool. So, it's always something. I mean, I yeah. Know. Here's Am the I thing supposed to care about this? Google makes Chrome, gives it to us for free. Do we have the right to complain about how they watch us use it? Yes. Don't ask me why. I. Well, I wanted Eric's input on this, too. Well, I, 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 I don't care. <laughs> it's always something, right? There's always something. There's always some boogeyman in in a browser somewhere. You know, g- use use Brave. Oh, you can't use Brave because they're using you to do the use Firefox. Oh, you can't use Firefox because the, there's always a boogeyman. There's always a boogeyman, yeah. and I just stop caring. I just find my it, thing I, is find the goal? one that's going to hurt less. Least when you say it's easier to fingerprint. Do you, you think they can fingerprint you down to the individual? Absolutely. Yeah, that's been proven a couple times over. Hmm. I don't know. They're already doing it. I don't know if I care. Well, I mean, you can stop them. How? With laws. Well, okay. I'm not a lawmaker. I can't stop them. No, but you can support the EFF. The EFF is all about privacy and all about I do support these kinds the EFF. of laws. See? That's at, least, what you, at, least, at least Eric does. He just doesn't know I'm using his money to do so. <laughs> See? <laughs> And if and if he was a supporter of the EFF, he might have found out about you using his money, and then been a, been a supporter of EFF even greater. You know that's. 
Fine, I, I, I guess uh, I guess I should I should have revived that as Doom and Wow, we are we're, not expected we're, anyone to be interested. We are crashing quick. <laughs> Has anyone checked out X okay. Cloud yet? I have not. Have you? Is it a thing yet? I, I didn't know it was a thing. It is a thing. It is now, a thing. Yeah. I haven't what? I haven't tried it yet, but I want to. Wait, I we why haven't we tried? Why have we not tried this? Xdebug Cloud provides a way. Uh, wait, and from my what? understanding, yeah, it's Ooh. not it's not crazy not, pricing. It's and no, the, I think it kind of is actually right. What's what what's pounds to dollars? I forget. Somebody help me out. Oh, it's it's like dollars. Dollars. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't do the conversion, so I don't know. Holy Am I wrong? crap, dude! This this is not cheap. Oh, if, if never my, mind. If Google is correct here, it's like two hundred bucks. Wait, what? I I I got to go back now for what three months. Hundred bucks what for three months? Yeah. Yeah, that's not. This is so. If you're new to the podcast, you don't realize this. John and I run a business. We have a development studio, and so we're constantly looking at the cost of tools. And I had a bitch session with John this week. I'm like, I saw how much we're paying for Postman, and Postman is a good product. I mean, I'm not selling Postman short. It is a fantastic product, and when we use it. In the limited amount that we use it, it's great because we don't have to. We just create our endpoints, we share the, share it, and all the developers have access to it. That's fine. We're using probably a tenth of the power of, of Postman. Matter of fact, that was one of the co- talks at the conference today was was around Postman. But what we're paying for, we pay more for Postman than we do for PHP Storm. I mean, it's insane. And and yeah, this is a. Uh, X debug cloud. I, I don't I don't know what the benefits to Wait, having this are as you, opposed to having are you local, counting are you counting that per user too? It's whatever this first one is. The it's uh it's one forty nine one hundred forty nine pounds for three months. I assume that's per user. Oh, that's three users. Three users. Yeah. Yeah. Three users. Okay. So divided so, by three. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the so users not, get you, cheap. but uh, so, what's the benefit well, of the cloud? Do you know? So from talking with a couple of people recently, you can actually put this in production and it doesn't communicate mm. unless you unless you set in environment variables. So it's not like Xdebug 2 where it was constantly mm-hmm. communicating. Uh, we were talking about within this environment, this application environment, they have auto-scaling group of 10, 20 web servers, right? But there's mm-hmm. always... There's always a single web server with a special domain so that when you're trying to debug something, you can still hit production, but it's not part of what the world hits. Oh. Does that make sense? So 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 is is that kind of the the kind of target here is hey run run xdebug on your servers and I don't and, you know, I, without without the risk of it. I don't know that. I don't want to say yes. I don't know what Derek's thought okay. there was. I think it's a way to run it where you can get to your data more easily if you're not on the physically on the same machine. Hmm. If you have like your your instance where you're going to be traveling, maybe it's easier to use that that way versus trying to tunnel. Yeah, that would I mean that would debugging. be a great use case, right? Yeah, when I, I can I'm coding on my iPad, I'm I've I've vim to a to a server, I need to do some X debugging. Yeah. Does it have a so web I, interface to it? I I again, no. I don't know. I haven't uh, so the, the the key to this is just that it's an external IP that both the web server and PHP Storm can hit. So you configure both your web server to hit that public IP and PHP Storm to hit that public IP. You don't have to worry about VPN communications if you've got your server over a VPN. Uh, you don't have to open ports up for the 
xdebug access because they're both outbound connections that open ports mm-hmm. inbound. So <clears throat> there's a lot of environments where setting up xdebug can actually be really difficult because they've got security on the server that you don't want to try to circumvent or open up to the public. Using mm-hmm. cloud means you don't have to open the xdebug port to the public. You just create a connection to the cloud provider. So, but I mean, still in that case, and again, we're talking about the differences between them and PHP Storm. This is a perfect example. It has a setting in PHP Storm now for xdebug. Before xdebug cloud was even released, that setting was in PHP Storm. Apparently, yes. Uh, um, he's working with uh, with JetBrains on it. And that, that's just one of the, that's just an example. I mean, they say they stayed again, laser focus. It's a, it's a product that's laser focused on PHP. They stayed tied to that community. So, um, definitely one of the strengths, but still what you're talking about is, is it's, it, it's still really beneficial if the X debug you're running against is on code that's not on your local machine. I, I don't see the benefit of if I'm developing something on my local machine using xdebug cloud or or is there a benefit this is what this sometimes is you're not right? developing on your local machine sometimes i, I understand that sometimes I'm, I'm, you have I'm, a staging I'm, server i'm conceding that yeah. that's what i'm saying i'm trying staging, to i'm trying to test my, i mean my we're question used to that. is this isn't for local development this doesn't sound like it's for local development no it's it's resolving issues that local development just doesn't have gotcha yeah uh, it's, okay. it's staging test. staging staging test production uh, uh remote partners that you don't want to have access to the server but you give them the code ba- like a beta server debug server like a, that's what i'm saying when we when i was talking to other developers yesterday about it that's that was the use case that we came up with was you have an isolated server running production code, hitting production database. You're trying to debug an issue that you can't seem to replicate locally, but you can replicate it in production for some reason. Having Mm -hmm. that, being able to turn that on and debug it could be priceless. Who's barking? Who's barking? My my dog all of a sudden woke up. Let me see him. John, the rule is you have to mute to toot. You got to mute to bark. (laughs) Let me see this guy. I forgot you got a dog. Look, look at his. Oh my goodness! <laughs> look at that guy. Very regal. <laughs> He's a you're, satellite you're, dish. Your internet. You getting ESPN with that thing? <laughs> Good boy. He, he just had know, the I mean, voice I, chopped off. It would be. Uh, it, it would be. I mean, I, I would be okay signing up for this just to see how we could how could, we could leverage it. But yeah. All right. Oh, and with that, goodness. we should probably wrap this up because I think he might need to go out. Maybe you need to take him out then. Okay. Uh, I do want to take a moment and again join our Discord if you're not in Discord. PHPUgly.discord.com. I do want to thank everybody in Discord. Uh, I yeah, I got some help from Discord this week with some coding stuff. Uh, I actually, I'll hit you guys up this week. I have other questions I was going to bring up on the show, but we we ran long, um, so I'll, I'll I'll bring them up in Discord. I'm thinking about doing some live coding. I'm I'm debating whether or not doing it on Twitch and just letting Discord know or just doing it through Discord and again using PHP Storm and using code with me and just letting people connect to PHP Storm and code with me and, and follow my code. I haven't decided yet, but I'm probably gonna do something. I, I I've I'm working on a couple of open source things that I, I'm okay sharing and you know, I wouldn't mind. I coded I was coding the PHP bot, uh PHP ugly bot, which is in our Discord the other day, uh with 
the with the people in our Patreon channel. So we do have a Patreon channel. And I was in there talking to them, asking them for features that they'd like, and we were kind of coding things on the fly. It was fun. So I, I kind of got a kind of got a feel for it. I'm like, I wouldn't mind doing that more. So I might. I, I don't. I don't. Maybe I'll do it in the Patreon t- channel only, or maybe I'll uh, I'll do it in the general channel. I haven't decided yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with you guys. Speaking of our Patreons, thank you, thank you, Patreons. We appreciate you. No new Patreons this week. We're we're slowing down. That makes sense. Our, we've uh, we've gotten over the wave of of people uh, joining us. New people finding us so well it was weird uh, that we were getting you. new patrons so this hey is, john this i need normal. you i need you to send out a uh, patreon stuff for me man you've got all the stuff i don't have any, i don't have it now so uh i'll get that stuff to you all right we need to wrap up uh john's gotta gotta take a potty walk and uh we need to go also the so dog thanks to everybody to for listening appreciate it i'm eric <laughs> 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 Up top. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly, cause it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this? I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living? Web applications. Okay, I can dig it. My words spray tight. Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights. Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude. I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube. YouTube. So let's get it. You know my lyrics are major. All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing. Keep it ugly. We end in every show with the saying it's lovely. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Hey.